My name is Marie-Monique Robin, Robin, like Robin Hood, as you said in English. <laughs> I'm a filmmaker and a writer. I'm doing documentaries now for more than 30 years. Um, yes. And one of, one of them is very famous. This is The World According to Monsanto. Um, it's a book and a documentary uh, which made a big success internationally. Okay. okay. And you're just, uh, you've just about to launch, or you are launching your new film, which is all about Ungersheim and transition in Ungersheim. Could you give us a sense of why did you decide to make a film about Ungersheim? Actually, two years ago, I made a documentary where you were also, which was called Good Old Growth, about the paradigm of economic growth, and showing also alternatives to this uh, paradigm. Um, I've been filming in Toronto, for instance, where they have good, as I've got a very good uh, urban agriculture program. I was in Rosario, Argentina, just for the same reason. Uh, I was in Denmark and Nepal for uh, the energy transition. Very good, very beautiful alternative there. I was in, in Brazil for Talesa and in Germany for local currencies like Palmas or Kimgawa. And I finished in Bhutan. You know, Bhutan is a country of the GNH, cross-national happiness, which is one of the, uh, I mean, the, the best alternative to GNH, you know, uh, to um, uh, GDP. And after the, this document has been released on Arte, which is a Franco-German channel in November 2014, and then I made a tour for some theaters, and I was in Alsace in Tan, which is a city in, in very close to Mulhouse, Mulhausen, I don't know how to say that in, in English. And there were 300 people there, and at the end, uh, uh, a very nice man comes, <laughs> came to me and said, oh, you know, all what you said in the documentary, we do it in my village. And I said, my gosh, I just missed something, you know, I, 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 met, <laughs> I met all these travels everywhere, you know, which is not good for the greenhouse gas emission, taking a lot of planes, you know, but I would say it was for the cows. I said, okay, I will come to your place and see and check if it's right. And I, in February 2015, I went and visited the village and I was really impressed, very, very impressed, and said, okay, now I will do a documentary on this uh, uh, village. And it's quite unique. And it, it was true what I have shown showed in my documentary Good Old Growth about uh, food autonomy, food sovereignty, uh, energy transition, uh, intellectual autonomy also, because this is a, one of the cornerstones of, of the program, and um, about also local currencies, about their own local currency, about um, everything. I mean, um, They've got, for instance, uh, horses to bring the children to the school, you know, and also to to help for uh, growing uh, organic food, for, for sure. Uh, what's about building? They have an eco-village, you know, zero carbon, inspired by the uh, Beddington principles. And then uh, I spent almost one year there. I mean, traveling each month, three, four, five days. Uh, I spent uh, about six weeks, you know, filming um, during the four um, stations. I mean, uh, spring, summer, and, and following the people who are involved in this initiative. And this was really uh, very interesting to see how when you have a local, a local municipality 
um, local leaders like the mayor and his team who are taking the right decision, um, trying to mobilize the people around them, to explain them why it's important to do that. But not only that, we, now we know the challenges, okay, climate change and so on, but we will do that because it's good for us, you know. And you see there is really a dynamic in the village. Was the morning in July, I was taking coffee at the home of Jean-Claude with the mayor and his wife. And then I received a call and said, oh, there are many, many tomatoes um, in the, because they've got an urban farm, you know, eight hectares. You know, a lot of tomatoes and, they are, I know, we should use it very quickly because they are very uh, ripe. And they have got what they call a um, conservatory, how do you say that? Conservatory, where you, yeah, you do yeah, the scans, you know? The place where they preserve the food. Yes. And we need people to do that because we have to transform the tomatoes very quickly and they, they do, um, you know, um, cans. How do you say that? Yeah. yeah. And she called Martin and Jean-Luc just called around and said we need 10 people and in the morning and they, they found 10 people to do, you know, the, the tomatoes. tomatoes. And so it's very amazing to see that and or uh, and in in September uh, they had to collect the potatoes and the same they needed about twenty people just called and had they got 10, 20 people you know to this is really um, very good to see that how it, everyone is really in, uh, encouraged to participate and to do something for the common good this is really this is about the first time I saw that to be quite frank. I travel a lot in my life. That's my job. But really, very inspiring. Very inspiring. And uh, and so, what's the story that the that the film tells? Is it a chronological sort of? Is it like a diary? Or how did you turn what you saw there into a into a story that would sustain a two hour film? Yeah, I decided that I won't speak as I told you before, and that means that the people who are doing transition there, um, and the uh, figures, you know, playing a very important role. The mayor and uh, Jean-Claude Mench and his wife, for sure. Then there is um, Jean-Sébastien Cuisnier, who is uh, running the um, agri uh, agricultural, um, uh, how, how do you call that, uh, structures. Yeah, the municipality decided to create uh, in Régie Agricole, they call it in English. In French, this means that um, there is someone paid by the municipality to, to run uh, a service, a common service to, to grow organic food, you know. Mm -hmm. And Jean-Sébastien is a very interesting uh, guy also because he used to be a veterinary. Um, and he's about 30 years old and decided he won't do this job anymore because he doesn't want to, to go on uh, giving vaccines to the cows and making what they call a business uh, medicine for animals. And now he's running this um, program, agricultural program, which is permaculture <laughs> and organic um, food production. And this is one of the figures also of the documentary. There is also a citizen called Bertrand, who is a very common, I mean, very normal citizen, you know, and he says uh, he arrives in this village and well, he tells that he was as any other village, uh, and other citizens in, in, in France, you know, just going 
to work and, and, and taking care of his, his family and didn't um, involve uh, himself in, in any kind of initiative. And then when he arrived in, in, in Ungosan, he became a very active um, citizen. Uh, there is an old lady called Alice, 84 years old, who is really fantastic using, she's really promoting the radi, which is the local currency, as you know. Um, there is um, a, a farmer who used to be um, um, maize or corn, as they say in the US, you know, producer uh, with a lot of pesticides and, and you know, chemicals, and then switched to um, grow um, all varieties of, of uh, wheat and his, with his wife is doing um, bread also from these uh, uh, old varieties of, of uh, wheat. There is another farmer who is uh, in the municipality together with um, Jean-Claude. That means all these people are telling the story, you know? And therefore I made uh, special interviews, very long interviews in what we call the studio. It was actually, you know, you were there uh, in the Maison des Natures et des Cultures where we just put a wall of of straw because straw is also a, f a figure in the in the film, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and we spent two hours um, speaking together and and I asked I, I asked questions, but I didn't keep the questions in the in the film. I wanted them to tell, you know, um, how it is. What does it mean transition uh, concretely and uh, why and and so on and this. These interviews are very important because they are leading, you know, the story. They are, um, uh, yes, telling the story. And it's based also on a one-year shooting and the sort of chronicle of the transition in spring, in summer, in, you know, and um, we, you can see the time, you know, because uh, with the different seasons, you know, the trees are different and, there are special activities linked to the season. And, the, and um, this is very interesting because I was a little afraid to house maybe long and so, and the theaters don't like so much uh, so long films. They say better 90 minutes or 100 minutes. And oh, until now, <laughs> they all say, no, we really enter in a story which is really uh, very moving and uh, very interesting also at the same time. And... Uh, and because I spent so many times with people one year, uh, traveling each month, uh, you see how they trust me. And uh, some people ask me, did you write a text before? I said, no, no, I didn't write any text. You know, I just spent many times with these people and they know me. And when we spoke together in this straw house, um, this, they speak very well, you know. Robert, uh, this is really amazing. Everyone, uh, very powerful uh, there was, you know. And therefore, I think people can identify themselves with any kind of, uh, I mean, if you are a student, a young people, okay, you love very much Jean-Sébastien because he's a little like you, you know, um, and you can, if you're a farmer, uh, organic farmer, you can identify with uh, Christophe. If you are um, in intensive farmer, you're producing uh, monoculture and you are really asking, should I keep on? And so you can identify with another, you know, uh, figure and this what's good is all these people are involved in the transition are sharing their experience you know and therefore this is a a, a very nice story very proud <laughs> of them 
<laughs> so what having having spent a year there and uh, got got to know it so well why what's special about why Ungersheim? Why did this happen in Ungersheim? This is a good question, but I think that two answers, because I, I really thought about that. One is, and I already said that in my previous documentary, Good Old Gross, where there was a special um, uh, concept, if I may say that, which is local hero. You understand? Local heroes. Because I saw already in Toronto, Rosario, and so on, that everywhere where there are alternatives which are working well, behind them, or I don't know, or, yeah, behind them, there is someone, what I call a local hero. And a local hero is someone who has a vision. This is my definition, if I may. <laughs> a vision. Um, he knows what are the challenges. But he has also an ego which is very low, which is not so easy to find. No ego, no no too big ego. You understand what I mean? And he's able to really convince the people very, with a big passions to do something uh, collectively. And this is what Jean-Claude, because Jean-Claude is a hero of Ongosheim. And uh, I, I saw how he, he's doing things. This is really remarkable. Um, he can't, for instance, to be elected, you have to, to set up a list, you know? And it, for instance, decided to take one young girl, she's one of the figure of the document, of the film, uh, Sophie, she was 21, didn't know anything about ecology. And she said, to, you, will see, you will see, she said, I didn't know nothing. But he, he, he looked for her and said, yeah, join us. And now she's in charge of transition, which is really big, <laughs> big issue there. And now, she, in two years, she became also a local hero, you know. And this is remarkable. And I really think if you want to, this is always a question, how do we do that uh, to get to massive change? We have to promote these local heroes, you know. Most of the time they are not helped, uh, uh, all the contrary. And this is one, one explanation, Jean-Claude. And then maybe, I'm not sure that, we should maybe uh, speak with sociologists who are doing work on that, or historians, but this used to be uh, a mining, a mining um, area, you know. There, there were a lot of mines, here and a lot of people working uh, in the mines, about 13,000 people, and all the mines are now closed, and they had to do a transition, an, eco an economic transition. It was a big disaster. Many family, uh, families were living until the 90s. Um, uh, many miners were living from, from the mines, for sure, and then they closed all, all the, the mines, um, and maybe it's also, they are in a way prepared for transition. I don't know. Could be an explanation also. Um, Jean-Claude thinks it's, it's possible because he himself had to do a transition. He used to work also in the, in the mines. Um, yes. And then, um, I don't think, I don't understand why in, in, in Augusta, you know, that's all, the only two reasons I can find. 
And, and it's an intentional sense of the, the impact that you have already seen this film have in France and the impact that you hope that it will have in France. Uh, I made the first version, 52 minutes, which was released on the television. Um, it was really too short. Most of the people who saw them, they were very nice, but too short. Uh, we would like to see more. We would like to hear more of the people. And this in the in the version for the uh, theater, uh, all the people who are participating in the process are really speaking, and we don't, you know, they speak three, three, four, five minutes. You know, it's, it's uh, on television; it's not possible. And um, the reaction until now are very, very good. Um, I already made about twelve uh, premiere. The first premiere, uh, there were seven hundred people. Uh, it was a very big room, a huge room, and it was in a small city in France. They never saw that before, um, and most of the time you can see on the on our website or on the Facebook, but, you know, 300, 400 people, people very moved as I, as I said before. You know we are in very special time, not only in France, uh, in Europe there are many insecurity in all sense of the world. I mean, we had the, you know the terrorism story and so on. Okay, but it's, no, it's more than that. More um, people are needing. Um, Stories where you see that you, there are alternatives, you know, you know, uh, you know that Margaret Thatcher said there is no alternative, uh, Tina, which is terrible for the people, you know. When you see the world we are living in, if you just say there is no alternative, it's really terrible, you no, know, for kids, for and the people want, they need that, and um, to see, and this is quite different to my previous documentary where I I, I, I chose the most beautiful stories, I mean, in Toronto and so on. In this case, you see, and it could be in your village, it could be in your city, uh, it's all happening in a small territory. Um, this is completely, you can't, you could repeat it everywhere, because some people ask me sometimes, okay, that's a small village, uh, but is it possible to do that in a city? I say, yeah, of course. You just, if you just take these three cornerstones in uh, intellectual autonomy, um, Food sovereignty and energy sovereignty and local local promoting local uh, economy. Um, this can be uh, useful for also a city uh, like Paris. You mean you can try to achieve uh, um, a certain kind of food sovereignty for sure if you take the, the right decisions. The same for energy and so on. And uh, I hope. Because we are a very special year now in France, we got we really have election, you know, for the president in May, 2017. Many people don't know what they will do because um, very oops, big, you know, disappointment with the current government. We've got the uh, right, extreme right, you know, with the Front National. Uh, so this is a very serious situation, and many, many desperation, you know, they don't. And I think therefore, um, uh, what I saw, it's Jean-Claude also, because, you know, we, we, we are doing now 50 avant-première before the 23rd of November. I'm doing myself 30, and the rest of the 20 are done by Jean-Claude or some uh, people working with him in the municipality or uh, Christophe, who is an organic farmer and baker making bread. For, and 
they go also to some premiere where I can't go, and they are very happy with that. And they told me the same kind of story as I told before. At the end, there are people crying, people doing a standing ovation. Wait, 10 minutes? This is really incredible, huh? Um, and say, yeah, we, we can't do that. Yes, that's right. You can do that, John. Yes, you can do that also. And uh, I hope it will help to to give the people the energy and uh, to to begin transition story where they are living. You know. And um, the film uh, comes after Demain, which has had the most incredible impact as well. One and a half million people have seen that. Do do you get a sense that uh, that in France it feels like something is moving, that something is changing? This is difficult to under, to to answer, answer you know, uh, because you should have you know data for that. Um, but it shows that we have um, the political offer is very low, and um, including in the ecological uh, party, we had the green. Party and it's uh, uh, really doing not so well right now and um, difficult situation, political situation, uh, and also social situation. Then the point is, uh, yes, it's, it's, I see. I've been traveling with my documentary for a long time, and good old girls have been seen by two million people uh, in the television and then theater, uh, and. There are more and more people aware of um, the limits of the current model um, and trying to do something where they are living. This is true. If to to measure it, you understand what I mean, it's difficult because you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But this, this is increasing. This is sure. Uh, I, I see it myself. Um, but uh, the problem is now if how can we involve the local authorities, uh, because what I understood um, in Angersheim is that if we have the local authorities with us, uh, it, it's it, it's much better. It goes faster, and it gives more sense to the to the people. Uh, because I see also many people like a straw fire. Oh yeah, we are very good. We do something, and then we will have a local currency. Um, and then it, nothing happens. And after two months, they are just tied because nothing happens. It's just like straw, what I call straw fire, you know. Um, and there are many cases like this also. People writing me, yes, we try to do that, but uh, we can't. You have to be patient also, which is one of the quality of Jean-Claude. Um, he's working on this program for 20 years. Uh, and I says, people, you have to be patient. <laughs> uh, but um, now the my 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 question is how we get local authorities involved. This is for me, and this is a good thing with Ungersheim that we see that we can do that, and this maybe could be a means to to arrive to the local authorities. Is there any last thing that you'd like to tell me about the film that I didn't ask you a question for? Which I find very interesting. How thing you know because. Uh, you will see in, in the film where Jean Claude is explaining because he was working on ecology for a long time, as he, he you will see is explaining in the film why and how it, be, it began with, for him and so. But one of the very important point was that he saw your documentary on you know on Totnes once and spoke about that to them to his municipality. And you see how 
you know, ideas uh, being, you know, spread, uh, spread, and you know, so it's very, it's very fun to see that. And I hope now, now that this is that we spread and, and faster. This is the point now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. I can't wait to see it.